Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Right, picks up the dribble, finds Blocklinger, backdoor cut, nothing there. This time Blocklinger bounces it to Marie Martin on a secondary cut. Who uses the window? And Marie Martin with her third and fourth points. And the Cowgirls up double digits. It's 19 to 8. Letting the Colby offense set up. Now a high ball screen set for Martin who crosses over, dives into the lane, pass inside for Stanley. Up off glass and good. The first lead since the first quarter. Eagles on top, 30 to 29. Three minutes, 24 left. And what a huge bucket there for Brent Stanley on the inside. Up ahead, Gonzalez. Transition three on the way. It's in again. Back-to-back threes for Manny Gonzalez. He's three of four. 49-20, the Cowboys extend their lead. Back to Melvin. They're willing to kick this one all the way down to the end of the quarter. No, it's stolen by Jones. Jump the passing lane. Crossover. The smooth finish with the left hand. The cross and the sauce. Jordan Jones off the steal. What a move. Carter drives inside. Knocked away and the ball on the floor. K-State will turn it over. And Godwin slid on the floor. And the shot is good. K-State stole the ball, and Gasson scores and has seven. Inside Dickinson, working the block area, hooks a pass out to Harris. Now he comes to set a ball screen. Uh-oh. Oh, and a lob. KJ, a slam! Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on 1025 UROC AM 730. Fox Sports Tri-State. Glad you're with us here on this Wednesday, January the 31st, final day of January 2024, 32 degrees, but going to be double that as our high today of 64. I'm Ross Volkmer, the boss with the sauce. Christian Peck Dimmitt with us here this morning as well. Great call last night. You didn't like the cross? It was fine. I was looking at the reaction over I just listened to him and I'm like, this guy's got so much NBA flavor. Just makes me... (laughs) This makes me sick. <laughs> I thought I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm just yeah, giving you a hard time. Too. It was fun. Give me a hard time. Anyway, glad everyone with us here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, full show of today. We've got Riley Gates of On3 Sports. He'll be hopping on the program for the first time since mid-December. We'll have him on. We'll, we'll get some thoughts both in college basketball and college football. We'll get his thoughts on some of the hires, uh, especially like Alabama getting Kalen DeBoer and uh, some of the other coaches. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. We'll also get his Opinions on, uh, you know, college basketball, especially our regional schools, because uh, I know he follows Kansas State and Kansas and stuff pretty closely. So we'll get to all that coming up here uh, in today's program. We will look back at the Kansas State blowout loss, uh, the Kansas blowout victory, which I'm sorry. Yesterday. I don't know why I didn't bring up the fact that Kansas played. I was a moron. I thought I thought they played today. I'll be honest. With you. I thought Kansas played today and not yesterday. But anyway, we'll look at those real games real quick. Colorado State with a really big win. Uh, last night, a shout out to Hillsdale College on the uh, telecast last night. I heard and they thought Patrick Cardiata Hillsdale, so I heard that uh, on the telecast on CBS the one Sports time Network. Gets so anyway, we've got a full show ahead today. 
Uh, of course, if you want to get in the program, we'd love to hear from you, get your thoughts, your comments, your opinions, questions, whatever it may be on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. Of course, a very busy day yesterday in the high school basketball scenes. We'll get to our games coming up in a little bit, but I want to highlight the Western Kansas Liberty League basketball tournament, which had their first day of action yesterday in Greenfield and Grinnell. As kind of expected, I thought the top four seeds on the boys' side of the bracket would kind of win easily. In fact, all four games on the boys' side of the bracket, Christian had running clock in the fourth quarter. They were that oh, uh, they were wow. that different different of scores. Uh, Northern Valley beating Wheatland Grinnell 94-28. Weskin beating Western Plains Healy 71-43. Uh, Logan Palco with a 78-27 victory, and Shyland beating Golden Plains 67-34. So very convincing wins and all chalk there on the boys' side of the bracket. And then girls' side of, at Grinnell, a uh, few upsets, minor upsets. Uh, Golden Plains, the top seed, did beat Western Plains Healy 46-24, and Wheatley Grinnell, the two seed, did beat Weskin 57-17. But the five seed Northern Valley with a minor upset of Logan Palco, the four seed, 61-49, and the six-seed Triplanes Brewster with an upset of the three-seed Shy Lins, 40-22, to which I thought was interesting. So a couple of upsets in the girls' bracket, a lot of chalk in the boys' bracket. That tournament, by the way, resumes Friday, once again in Grainfield and Grinnell. And then the championship games on Saturday, or the final games, are played in Joaquini Trigo. So I don't know people know about that. So the uh, Western Kansas Liberty Tournament off and rolling uh, yesterday. Some other area scores from last night in high school hoops. Uh, Oakley with a sweep of St. Francis. Lady Plains are winning 65-53. Plains been winning 55-43. Uh, Rollins County only found the girls score. Lady Buffs won 39-34. And uh, tough night for Hoxie last yesterday. We talked about the Lady Indians, how great they've been. They were beat for the first time. They lose at Smith Center 63-50. Uh, loss for the Lady Indians. Also, the Indian boys losing as well, 56-42 up at Smith Center. So, jinxed them. You jinxed them, Christian. We're going to blame you. We're going to just put the blame on put it on I'll your shoulders. That. I'll, that's on me. That, a little, little tap of the chest. That's, yep. that's mine. Yeah. So, anyway, that was the basketball from last night. A couple of good games happening over in Colby. You had uh, Lady Eagles falling to Norton 37-33, but the Eagle boys getting a much-needed victory, 59-50 over Norton, which I, was a real feather in their cap. That's a really good Norton team they got to win against uh, there. So, Christian Peck, Demet, what did you see last night? What stood out to you in your games yesterday inside the event center? You want to start uh, with the girls or the boys? You know, the I don't care. What, what stands out the, the most the to bad. you? What stands out the most well, to you? I think we're going to start with the girls because I think that it's a little bit of a quicker recap here uh, because, to be honest, that was probably – the worst I've seen them play last night. Last night was the worst I've seen them play this year, I should say. And, uh, you know, I don't like to marry sue these teams or, or sugarcoat these things too much. Uh, so I won't do that. Really, it was, a, you know, a defensive ball game. Both of these teams' defenses were on display most of the night as a 33-37 score would indicate. In taking nothing away from Norton's defense, the Lady Blue Jays came in, played really good ball on that side of the floor, kept everything in front of them. The couple of times that they went to zone, we talked about the plurality of what Norton would show you on that side of the ball. Their defense rotated really well when they did go to those zones. I'm going to take nothing away from that. They earned the victory. But the Lady Eagles that you saw last night was 
not a picture of, of what you're going to see from them most nights. Uh, that offense was not smooth. It was never in rhythm. They Very few and basically no one outside of Elizabeth Barton was willing to attack downhill. And it, it affected the Eagles' offense. They scored single digits in three of their four quarters, seven in the first quarter and eight each in the second and fourth. That's not really going to get it done, and it ties them uh, for their second lowest scoring of the year with 33 points. It's now the second time in the last four games we've seen uh, the Colby girls score 33 points. And I think it, it harks back to this consistency issue that the Lady Eagles have had because last night, like I said, the worst I've seen them play all year. On Friday, down in Holcomb, that may well be the best I have seen them play all year. And you can't have that, those two performances in back-to-back games when you want to do what Colby does this year. And this is the big thing that's hurting their consistency is scoring around Barton. Elizabeth's been great getting downhill, especially in the fourth. She scored five points in the final frame, but she was great distributing the basketball as well. Had uh, Showed off the vision on a couple of nice passes to get buckets for her teammates. And then when we were down in Holcomb, uh, there were four different Lady Eagles scoring in double figures, including two starters that had career highs. That was Allie, or season highs, excuse me. That was Allie Flanagan with 12 and Bren Stanley with 10 on her way to a double-double. Far cry from that in this game. No other Lady Eagles scored in double figures. In fact, only two other Colby girls had multiple made field goals last night outside of Elizabeth Barton. It was Shaley Holzmeister and Bren Stanley. They each had two made field goals. How much credit goes to Norton's defense? And we talked about it yesterday about how they change different defenses up, give different looks. I was curious how much that had an impact in this game. Yeah, I, I that's why I made sure to say that first, how well their defense rotated. And and they're, they do deserve a good amount of credit because they played well on that side of the ball. And really, they, they put out a good performance. And I don't want to take anything away from that. They certain, like I said, they did well on that side of the basketball. Uh, you know, don't want to discredit their win. They earned one here in Colby. But I think the Lady Eagles more lost to this game than Norton won it. Well, it's not It's not like it's a terrible loss. Norton is a really good basketball team. They've, they're well coached. They've got a good program there. Um, sometimes you just don't have it. Sometimes you just don't have it some nights, and then you're going to end up falling to, to good basketball teams, and that just sounds like the case from last night. What about on the boys' side of things? How did things shake out there? Look, I mean, I mean positive, we know a win, but uh, how did it shake <laughs> out? Win. And it, it felt like a much-needed one. Real quickly, to finish up on the girls, uh, Yancey Walker was by far the most negative I've seen him in a postgame presser all year. It, he and he painted a particularly ugly picture of the ball game last night, but uh, it there's a lot of improvements that can be made based on last night. I, I think it, it was one of those where you kind of kick yourself knowing that you play that Norton team eight out of ten times, you can beat them. Uh, and you, you, particularly because you can ra- you'd rather uh, learn from an ugly win than you do a brutal loss. And that was an ugly, or, and that was a brutal loss because despite playing, like I said, 
It was clear the worst they've played all year long. They had multiple chances down the stretch to win this ball game and just couldn't do it. So I think that hurts. I think that's why it hurts particularly bad. I think that's why we got some negativity from Coach Walker. But uh, the boys got a much needed win. They were uh, coming in on a three game losing streak. And like Ross and I had talked about, they do not exactly have an easy schedule coming up. They host Hugoton on Saturday, and then they're over in Goodland uh, on next Tuesday. And uh, I think this was a a refreshing win to get them back in that column and to prove uh, that they are in some ways just as inconsistent as the girls have been because this team is capable of wins like that. Norton is a very good basketball team. They only have two losses on the year. One of them, of course, to the third-ranked team in the state, Goodland, and the other one was a very close two-point loss. Uh, that was Phillipsburg a couple of games ago. So this is a very good team that you knocked off last night. The two things that were highlighted for me on the boys' side was, one, their man defense. They gave up a couple of threes early, which they've done the last few games and have been forced in the second half to play man. The difference last night was their man was incredible. They played great in the man defense on that side of the ball, and even though the scoring, obviously, it was still a pretty close game, particularly in the third quarter, all of Norton's made shots were tough buckets, and credit to the Blue Jays, those are tough bucket getters, but everything was contested, and the Eagles rotated really well with their man defense, which is something I haven't seen the past you know, two or three games out of them, so that was big. The second thing that the Eagles did last night that I really loved was the plurality of their scoring. It was a beautiful thing to see. All season long, you know I've sounded like a broken record. Jordan Jones is a bucket. Guy Tubbs is a beast. Can anyone else score for them? The answer last night was yes. And the answer when Colby beats these good teams throughout the year has been yes because they need other kids to score. And when they don't, that kind of leaves Jordan and, and Guy out to dry. And they have struggled against teams they should beat. On the other hand, when these guys step up around Guy and Jordan, they played their best basketball by far, and they looked like they did last night. Jordan had 22, 8 in the fourth to close it out. He played great. Guy had 17, including 12 in the first quarter, and that was big to start the Eagles off really well. But like I said, the big news from last night, the headline was everybody else. Braden Foss had eight, Kaysen Carroll had six, Grant Stevens had six. None of those jump out to you as big numbers, eight, six, and six. But all three of those are higher than those particular players' season averages, which is big, outperform your average. But then all of them were, uh, each of those players made a three, each of them helped to spread the floor, and it just, it makes them a much tougher team to guard. Also, they shot well from outside. Nine made threes from the Eagles last night. The last time they made more than five was three weeks ago against Ulysses. And obviously a low bar to make more than five in a game, but that's big for the Eagles. Well, it, it, tell you what, when the shots are falling and and you're getting production out of your non-key players, it's really going to help you out a lot. And so that's uh, it's a big-time win, and understandably so how that all came to be when those, thi- when those things add up in the equation, you're going to equal more than likely a W. So 
big win last night, uh, no doubt, for the Colby Eagles. Because so, like you said, if 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 they find a way to end up coming up on the wrong side of that one, you know, you might be staring at you, as we talked before, maybe a five- or six-game losing streak. Possibly. You don't know. Maybe you put it together against Hugotin or Colby. You don't know. Or, sorry, Hugotin or Goodland. You don't know. But a really nice win. And who knows? Maybe that gives them some momentum going into Saturday. It should give them some momentum going into Saturday against a really good uh, Hugotin team who's got a stranglehold on the GWAC right now. I was going to say, they'll need all the momentum they can get going into that Hugoton matchup. One more thing I wanted to say was I highlighted the man defense, and that deserved its highlighting. But what I failed to mention was they did it without fouling. A couple of the times when they went to the man defense in the second half, they've given up blow-bys, which was wild. I hadn't seen that all year from the Eagles defense. That was down in Holcomb. But they also have gotten their big guys into foul trouble because they're leaving them in isolations on the block. There were only, let's count this up, seven fouls committed by the Eagles last night in total. Their whole lineup combined for seven fouls. No one had more than two. That was huge. Well... We'll see what happens on Saturday. Big-time game uh, coming up against Hugoton, uh, that's for sure. And, and I look for the Lady Eagles in that game, by the way, to get a nice bounce-back win and, and, and feel good about, better about themselves. But that'll be a great test for the Eagle boys as this Hugoton comes in there. Um, moving on, let's go to our Goodland game last night, which they were both lopsided victories for Goodland. It, it's, it blows my mind every single time how... Colorado schools come into these games and they have really good records. You know, the Burlington girls were 10 and 3 going into last night's ball games, but Goodland beat them by 30. It was it was nuts. Uh Goodland's defense against their star player Kiara Williams was fantastic. Held her a season low 5 points. Uh they were so good against her. Not a single uh lady not a single lady Cougar finished in double figures. Um, they were just that great last night defensively were the Cowgirls. They had great middle quarter. The first quarter was a little rocky for both. Goodland had a nice run at the end of the first quarter. And then in the second and third quarters, like outscored them 34-11 to 11 and, and, was, and was complete command running clock in the fourth quarter. Haley Blocklinger and Jackson Mitchick played really good. They both had double-digit points and, and really had a good job rebounding. They had some nice other girls chipping in. But it was, it was the showcase of the bigs down low and Blocklinger and Mitchick. They both played very, very well down low offensively and especially defensively against Kara Williams to lead them to that 54-24 victory. Um, that was a nice win. It was funny to visit with Bill Bierman postgame because he was still, at least funny you were talking about Yancey Walker being about as upset as he was. Bill Bierman was still upset even after a 30-point win because he said they were too loose with the basketball and you know they lost the rebounding battle. Well, they lost the rebounding battle because they forced 34 turnovers out of Burlington. You know, you know, it's hard to win the rebound when they don't get that many shots because they turn it over. But you know, Bill always is like, yeah, I got to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more. I got to just take a little step back and realize, you know, we beat a good team by 30 points tonight. Yes, they did that. And yes, there are things they need to clean up. But the thing I always like about Bill Berman, he's always kind of looking big picture. It's like, well, yeah, we did that tonight, but we can't do that against so on and so forth going down the stretch. If we're going to get to where we want to go, we can't do that. We've got to be better. And there's no doubt the Cowgirls have got to get stronger with the basketball uh, they have definitely turned the ball over way too much here down the stretch. They got to clean that up. And one big point that he made, Bill Behrman did, I thought was great. He said, you know, because of injuries, because of sick, just not practiced as hard as we probably need to, trying to get people to come along and get healthy. And, uh, you know, you practice how you, you play how you practice, or you practice how you play. And so they, they got to get back to harder practices. Hopefully, when everybody gets back to feeling better. And then that's going to help, you know, make them perform better, better in games. 
I think that's a big key for the Cowgirls going forward. Still, though, a really nice win last night uh, for the Goodland Cowgirls. And the Goodland Cowboys, it's almost, it's almost getting ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say on the broadcast. They're just absolutely waxing teams. 76-37, the final score last night. The 76 points were the most the Cowboys have scored. They have just played so good on both ends of the floor. They've been solid defensively. Their rebounding is getting better. And offensively, I don't know if there's a better offensive team in Northwest Kansas. They are just unbelievable. 12 of 24 from three last night. I joked with Coach Dahl. I said, that's unbelievable. He goes, we practice a lot of shooting. And it is showing off. I'm pretty sure when I add the numbers up today, Christian, they're going to be shooting close to 45% from three as a team. There are not NBA teams and college basketball teams that shoot 45% as a team on the season. They're just unbelievable. And how many guys that can bury it from the outside just makes it so difficult uh, to defend. And once again, I always have that minor concern of the nights when shots aren't falling, what happens. But tell you what, a majority of the nights that they're out there on the floor, they are burying threes. And it's just, it's a parade of threes. It's unbelievable to see them put the ball in the bucket from outside. And on top of that, you know, they're just, yeah, they just, their heads, they were, they've been head and shoulders above these last few opponents, you know, by, by leaps and bounds. And I cannot wait for Friday because that is going to be a really great test on the road in Holcomb, a place where the Cowboys rarely ever win. In fact, I don't think they've won there in an extremely long time. So they're going to try and do that against a Holcomb team that's hot, or a Holcomb team that's hot, but was beat by Hugotin last night by, I think, 13, 14 points. So, nonetheless, it's still on the road in their environment against a team that's playing good basketball. And it's also the place where Substate's being hosted. So, you'd like to show that you were able to knock down shots in the place that hosts Substate, too. So, it's a big game on Friday night from both the Cowboy and the Cowgirl perspective because the Cowgirl's looking to get revenge for that early season loss. But I am just floored by how well the Cowboys shoot the ball night in and night out. It is unbelievable. And because of the fact that we had that split coverage on the girls-boys games when they were playing for third place. I'm real excited for next Tuesday. Obviously, I've seen Goodland play, but a full game of just watching that team, that I'm very excited for. Uh, seen the, the Cowgirls twice now, but yet to see the Cowboys. And uh, the the way they look on paper, if nothing else, uh, is top tier. Now they they've just been they've been so impressive all season long, and uh, they say they have high goals and high aspirations. And boy, I would just be shocked if they if they don't achieve the way that they've played a majority of this season. It's been so impressive. But anyway, a sweep there. I did get a text on the text line. I have to apologize. We had an inaccurate score earlier today. Shyland girls actually got the win over Triplanes Brewster, not the other oh. way around. So incorrect. Shyland beat Triplanes Brewster forty to twenty two. Thank you to our texters and our listeners for letting us know. Like I said, that was the score I saw, uh, but it was actually Shiling with the win, 40-22 to over Triplanes Brewster. So only one real minor upset in Northern Valley beating Logan Palco 61-49 uh, yesterday at the Girls Western Kansas Liberty League Basketball Tournament. All right, it's uh, 7.32 Mountain, 8.32 Central. we got to get to a break. When we come back, Riley Gates going to hop on the program. We'll get his thoughts on Kansas State basketball's blowout loss to Oklahoma at home. Did you see what the score was at with about three minutes left to play before halftime? 
No, not before 31 to 9. K-State with three minutes and like four, 54 seconds left to play at ha- before halftime had nine points. Ooh, Jeez, brutal. That, I, at I home. When, at home. Oh, <laughs> brutal. I, I love the Colby Eagles, but when they play on the same night as Kansas and Kansas State, it kind of stinks that I you know don't get to watch either of them. And I came home and I sat down and I opened my phone and I saw 73-52 and went, oh, Oh no! It was, and it looked a lot worse. I tell you, they made it look a lot better at halftime because it was like thirty-four nineteen and a half, I think, or something like that. But it was a lot worse. It was a lot worse. (laughs) Really bad. All right, we'll get to uh, Riley Gates. That's next here on the Morning Blitz here on a Wednesday.